This is Financial Detox, helping you retire with confidence. Featuring Jason Labrum, certified financial planner and founder of IDA Wealth, intelligence-driven advisors. For over 20 years, Jason has shown people how to steer clear of toxic advice, achieve financial peace of mind, and manage their wealth for maximum impact. Join Jason and co-host Alex Klingensmith as they simplify the complex, share industry secrets, and provide proven strategies designed to take you from financial insecurity to financial independence. This is Financial Detox. Hello and welcome to Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host with Alex Kalingen-Smith. And we are coming to you here on uh, for the January 16th show of 2021. Alex, we're already halfway through January of 2021. What the heck? Here we go. Time yes. flies. The older you get, the faster it goes. What are we going to do? You're going gonna to enjoy and be grateful for every moment that we have. My grandpa used to say, every day is a good day to be alive. Yes, that is. That's what I'm going to do. Right. How about you? <laughs> what are I'm you going to do? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I mean, Grandpa doesn't mind if I take that, right? No, 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 no. I think he was trying to trying to teach us all to live by that credo, actually. That's cool. Well, we are in uh, some interesting times, and and we I think we have a really fun show, right? We're going to do something a little different. We're go- actually a way different. We're going out on on the ends here towards the end of this show, but we want to talk about predictions right our book uh, my book financial detox talks a lot about how and why not to make predictions how they don't work very well we as a firm talk about that on a regular basis and today we're going to talk about some of the predictions that were made for 2020 and we'll also talk about um, some predictions we have. <laughs> going to be our prediction is going to be that we we predict that we will be wrong. <laughs> what do you say about this, Alex? Come on. I what? think it's really funny because you, right before we always prep for the show, we give ourselves about three minutes every time, at least three minutes, no more than four minutes, but to prepare what we're going to say. And it's, this is definitely out of your comfort zone because ever since I met you, you were teaching me how to have an investment philosophy that would be, you know, consistent, that would be responsible for our, our investors, our clients, and one that we would not have to defend. And so you don't like to be exposed, as you said. So I said, well, yeah, but that's the fun of it. Let's make some predictions about some major market indices and some stocks even, or even some cryptocurrency and throw them out there and, and just check back at the end of the year and see how wrong we were. Just for fun. What if we're right and we get lucky? Because some people are right sometimes in making predictions. And then are we going to just start, should we start embedding that into our investment philosophy? No, no. The point of this is for fun. And that's the point of, of doing this, which is how we tell clients. Like if you really want to have a play account or play money or, you know, we literally call it that. I call it that at least. Bad money, you know, yeah. this is money that you're, you can, you're supposed to have a lot of fun with this type of investing because it's not the way to grow and preserve wealth. <laughs> it's supposed we don't to be believe. fun, like you mean, like in Vegas when you're gambling, yes. playing black. Yes, exactly. Right. So I'm thinking you have your better odds here. You actually have better odds. You do, you might. I don't know how to play blackjack the right way, but you've you've told me. I guess it's like fifty percent if you know what you're doing. Yeah, forty high, forty eights, forty nine ish. If you have a table of people who play it right, so yeah, those are good odds. Because if you think about predicting and guessing on market movements, if you have to guess when to get out. Let's just give you a really high likelihood of um, a 50-50 shot. Then you also have to guess when to get back in. So that's another 50-50. And if you take 50 time, 50% times 50%, that's 25%. 
So 25% chance of, of having a good experience well, is not great. Well, it's even way worse than that because you also have to decide what you're going to get into. Like, what are you going to buy? What piece of the market, what stock, what index, what thing, right? So it's not just that simple of getting in and getting out. And here's a really bad thing is if you continue to make the same prediction over and over and over again, eventually you'll probably be right. Kind of like a broken clock is correct twice a day. Yeah. But it's wrong all the other times. And when it comes to investing and building a building your wealth and building your financial future, that, that's not a good strategy because if you're wrong 50% of the time or even 30% of the time, then it destroys your ability to have market-like returns and to extract the returns that are available for investors. So, all right, before we dive into it though, we want to let people know you can give us a call at 877-707-8889. Check us out at financialdetox.com. We would love to help you. The Financial Detox team and intelligence-driven advisors exist for the sole purpose of serving people with their wealth management needs, helping you create and preserve wealth and helping you pursue better with your money. And I think the end statement, I want to start with the end, Alex, is that you do not have to, and the message of this show is you do not have to make accurate predictions in order to have a good investment experience. In order to be successful as an investor, you do not need to make predictions. But yet Wall Street has taught us for years and years and years, maybe 60 years, that you need to predict, you need to know where to be, you need to move your money, you need to go in, you need to go out, you need to do these things, and that is just not correct. Success in the market does not require making accurate predictions. So, Let's look at the predictions that were made for last year. What do you got? The first one, and this is pre-COVID. So this, this prediction was made just kind of at the beginning of 2020, so a year ago. And it says the consensus of the strategists, whoever these strategists are, we can source this you know, for you if you really want to know who said this. But um, the S&P would rise 4.1% in 2020. Guess what the actual increase of the S&P 500 was in 2020? I, I can't guess because I know, but we're asking our <laughs> listeners to guess, right? So we want you to so, so wait, the accurate, the, the, the estimate of all these different analysts, so of all the analysts and major market strategists out there said that the S&P 500 would go up 4.1%. Yeah. Before COVID even hit, right? This is just like looking at right. 2020 as a, as a normal year quote unquote, normal year before that, that major event. Took yeah. Place. Nobody knew what COVID was. That's right. But th this is interesting. I love how you've set this up out because it gets worse. So the market, actually the S and P 500, that piece of the market, the S and P 500 is not the market. We should probably throw that out. Right. I mean, people right. think about what's the market, what's the market. And we commonly refer to the S and P 500, maybe the Dow Jones industrial average. And maybe if we're really getting out there, the NASDAQ 100, but if you combine all of those indexes together, you only have 630 stocks. That is not the market. It's actually a piece, a small piece of the market, but the S and P 500 predicted to do 4.1% increase in 2020 by all the analysts and great wildly infinite, uh, intelligent strategist, the market actually did, or the S&P 500 did 18.4% return. 18.4, but it gets, so you, you, you kind of went to the end there, but in the middle of that part was COVID, right? So when COVID fully hit and all the publicly available information hit, hit the S&P 500 and everything else, um, it, the S&P dropped 33.79% from peak right. to trough. 
right? right. It was the, it was, the, I think the fastest crash we've ever seen um, in history. Yeah. And it recovered just as fast because through the, through March 24th, which the bottom was March 23rd, March 24th of last year, right? Yeah. Through the end of the year. So from March 24th to the tem- December 31st, that same index was up 70%. 70. So we went down 30 and came up 70. All right, let's leave it at that. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to come back. We're talking about more market predictions. What happened in 2020? What happened in all the years before by the great strategist and market analyst and predictors of the stock market? Should you be putting your money where the, the next market predictions go? We don't think so. Stay tuned. We'll tell you why. It's Financial Detox, and you can check out the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors, financialdetox.com. Welcome back. It's Financial Detox. I'm Jason Labram, your host with Alex Klingensmith, and we are going off the rails today. We're talking about 2021 predictions for the market. You know what, Alex, is crazy is here we are talking about last year and the predictions that were made by all the strategists and analysts out there and how they were wildly inaccurate. Uh, the average of all these strategists and analysts was that the S&P would rise 4.1 yep. and the actual index... Uh, the S&P 500 index went up 18.4. These, how do they keep a job, Alex? How are they continuing well, to get paid to make predictions when it's not only 2020, but it's every single year? It's They're 80% inaccurate. Could you imagine if we were wrong, if you were wrong 80% of the time in anything you did? I and think you'd be close like a, like a baseball player, right? Even they get, isn't like a 300, like a 30% batting average is, yeah. is like the best. So I guess you, you could play baseball sort of. <laughs> Maybe. If you could, yeah. If you could bat 50%, but what's awesome about, I think our, our story today and what we're, we're sharing is that you don't have to predict the markets. Success is not determined by you being able to predict but somehow conventional wisdom, particularly those folks and in, in business owners or people who've controlled their destination, doctors, smart people, they, they feel like they can or should have the ability to predict or figure out what's going to happen and how it's going to happen and then make trades based upon that prediction. But that's not how investing works. And it maybe worked that way at one point a long time ago before markets became efficient and before the age of the internet and instant trans, trans, uh, instant, instantaneous transformation of information. That was hard, hard to say, but um, <laughs> you, you look at how information travels instantaneously right now so that publicly traded companies, the market is not predicting what's happening with them today. The market is pricing in with tens, if not hundreds of millions of very sophisticated, intelligent human beings and computers. It's pricing in what they think stocks are going to do in the future, too. 
It's not only based upon today. It's what they think earnings are going to be, what they think competition, new product lines. So for us to guess what we think the market is going to do, you're, you're really just trying to predict the future. You're, you're Nostradamus here, man. It's tough. <laughs> well, okay. So here, so that first that first um, prediction that we, we, we've talked about, the S&P one, I, I still don't understand it in hindsight. I still couldn't debunk that and really, and not, nor do I want to right now on this show. But the next one I think is even more interesting because this one you can kind of you can now in hindsight you can you can support the prediction, but it has to do with the ten year treasury, right? Which which right. which a lot of fixed income follows the ten year treasury, uh, and banks and things like that, right? So the, the strategists predicted the ten year treasury would end the year at one point eight nine percent, right? That was their prediction beginning of the year before COVID again. Yeah. COVID hits, you know, all kinds of things happen, of course, and the number at the end of the year ended up being zero point nine percent. Right, so they're off by a hundred percent. They were totally off, double what they thought, and that's a big deal when you're, you know, when you're talking about interest rates and things like that being double wrong, right? So the big Wall Street strategists were off four hundred percent on their S and P prediction. They're off a hundred percent on their Treasury prediction. So so far, they're terrible, and they totally hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and COVID, I can, you can kind of see, or at least I, I think I can yes. kind of see how COVID would have affected that and what the the Fed did and, and the Fed, right. you know, the Fed. Uh, uh, federal funds rate, um, they had to react and that was, or they thought they had to react at least they made the decision to react and, and support the, the economies and things. But, um, let's talk about sectors for a minute because sectors are one of my more favorite ones to completely bash on when, when investors <laughs> bring us, yeah. when they bring us th- their predictions on sectors, because at least they're not, they're not picking, you know, individual stocks. They're saying, okay, but you know, there's an aging demographic, the baby boomers are aging. So healthcare, you know, the healthcare sector is going to do really, really well. And it's impervious to, to down downward trends. And, or what about, you know, technology because technology is taking over everything now that we have remote workplace or whatever. And so let's talk about sector predictions for a minute. What, what, what did we see there last year? I like it. So eight out of the 10 strategists, right? We were talking about 10 Wall Street major, and we're not leaving any names, but 10 major Wall Street strategists and the average of their predictions. So uh, the sector or the, excuse me, eight out of the 10 strategists were overweight financials, meaning they put more money in financials than the broad markets have allocated to financial. So they overweighted that particular sector, um, which sounds really sexy, right? When you hear them do their their calls and they make their prediction, we're going to overweight financials because of this or that. The financial sector ended up being one of four that actually experienced losses in 2020. So eight out of 10 were overweight. And yet it was it was one of the four sectors out of nine that experienced losses. So it was one of the worst performing sectors, but it was overweight by most strategists, not good. <laughs> yep. Um, then it goes on, we go on to look at how only two of the strategists were overweight technology sector, which ended up being the best performer. So two out of 10, 20% of the analysts uh, accurately predicted or thought we should be overweight technology. Um, that's that's pretty interesting. But actually, only one member of the entire strategist panel was underweight energy, and um, that was the worst returning sector. So only one person got that right. So again, dismal, dismal. What a dismal record, right? It's, this they're is mostly not, wrong. Basically, yeah, they mostly, were mostly wrong like a, on, ever, on either side of it. <laughs> it. It's like baseball players hitting the ball, right? They mostly oh, don't man. hit it. It's a game of misses. However, they're playing a game, and I would suggest that Wall Street and their infinite wisdom and research and, and intelligence is playing a game with your money. And I don't think that that's a good thing that you want to do over the long, long period of time. And I, it goes back to this, which is 
success in investing is not predicated upon the ability to accurately predict where to be. In, 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 in opposition to that, you can actually have a wonderfully successful experience, in our opinion, and you can have a, uh, 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 a great market-like returns by eliminating the prediction and just following discipline, investment strategy, diversification, and so on and so forth. It's financial detox and it's prediction time. We're not falling into this, Alex. We're making a joke of this, right? Help me out here. I'm totally serious. I'm making, I'm going to predict the future right now. (laughs) You know, this is what I, this is exactly what a client conversation sounds like. If you call me and you ask me like, okay, we're going to time the market, right? We're going to go into Bitcoin and and we're going to buy some Tesla and whatever, right? That's, this is, this is how it goes. (laughs) Okay. So let's, let's recap and we've got to set this stage really well. Okay. So we've spent the first two segments of the show. We're talking about the predictions that were made not only in 2020, but in 19 and in 18 and all the years before in in the the absolute measure of success in predicting what interest rates and what markets are going to do is really dismal. It's not good. It's very difficult to predict what the markets are going to do. And yet so many investors feel that they have to be able to predict and be in the right place and move to the right spot and move here and move there and do this and that in order to have a successful experience. And that's just not the truth. There's consequential evidence that shows by building a disciplined investment philosophy, having one philosophy, sticking to that and following some time tested um, data-driven, historically proven investment strategies, you can be really successful and you don't have to try to predict what the market's going to do. And as we talked about, Alex, all of these 10 strategists who uh, we take 10 big, great, big name Wall Street strategists who predict what the market's going to do, they're wrong by a margin of about 100 to 200, 300%. They're just really wrong. So don't build your life savings around predictions. Don't do it. You don't have to. In fact, it's almost certain that you'll be more successful if you don't do that. So why add that stress and detract from true financial peace of mind when it it only hurts you? All right. So we have all that. We've set that up. Um, What else do we have, Alice, before we go into our wild and against all good judgment we are going to i think support to prove the point i think that's why we're we're going to make predictions on the dow jones the s p 500 emerging markets 10-year treasury gold bitcoin tesla and apple i love it so we're going to make these predictions and so that on our end of the year show we can talk about how substantially inaccurate we were too even though we think we're smart right of course we do uh we don't i don't know about that i think we do we think we're smart we're smart, right? I mean, at least kind of. Now, we don't think we're the smartest people in the world by any means, but we do believe that the collective knowledge of large masses of uh, intellectually stimulated people um, is a good thing. And so that's what we try to do at our firm. But um, we're going to make these predictions. We're going to look back and see how far off we were. We're trying to play the Wall Street game here. It's like going to Vegas kind of right now. I'm ready. I'm ready. I say the Dow Jones is going to be up 5%. This year, five percent. That's my guess on the Dow. What do you think, Alex? Are you writing this down? I have it. I'm I typed actually for compliance purposes. Okay. <laughs> we, we, this is not advice. This is not meant to be this specific is not advice. advice. This is purely hypothetical and uh, this prediction. Is us <laughs> making a mini trip to Vegas right now. None right of here. our. None, all, 
also a disclaimer for listeners, none of our investment committee decisions will be based upon the show either. No, <laughs> okay. okay, 5%. Anyway, this is just for fun. You say five. I say we're going to pump stimulus into the economy. It's going to be just, there's money flowing everywhere. And although there's some <laughs> nasty stuff going on, uh, Dow Jones is up 10%. Whoa, 10%. All right, what about the, the S&P? I have 6% on the S&P, so just barely be- better than that. I say less than the Dow. It's going to be a rotation back to value. The S&P 500 is going to do 7.2%. 7.2. Look at this. Now, now we're getting specific. <laughs> emerging markets. Emerging markets um, is really interesting given what, what the worlds are, you know. Anyways, emerging markets as measured by the MSCI, right? That got index. I'm up 15. 15 plus. I got 21.9%. <laughs> All right. I'm going to let you go first next. I think you're just no. following me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. 10-year treasury. A prediction on inflation and interest rates and banking. What do you think? Oh, 10-year treasury. That's a big bet you're making right now, by the way. (laughs) I think it'll be 1.2. Ooh, I'm all the way up to 5%. I bet the interest rates jump by 5% by the end of the year. You said (laughs) 1.2? I said (laughs) 1.2%. And what we're talking about is 1.2% increase over um, what it is, what it was on January 1st. Right. Uh, gold. Oh boy. This is an interesting one. Gold. So yep. spot 1917 per ounce on January 4th. Yeah. What do you think it'll be by the end of this year? You want me to go first on this one? Yep. Gold goes to 2350. What's that? What is that in percentage though? Just give me the percentage because I can't oh, do the math. Oh yeah. Um, we'll just say per ounce. That's a lot. Yeah. 350 per yeah. ounce. Yeah. Okay. And I'm up 10%, which is... Uh, a little less than you. You were very high on gold. Yeah, go interesting. Okay. Next three fifty. Next is Bitcoin. Um, um, Bitcoin. <laughs> How Again, much is but <laughs> hey, since we're halfway through this, we need to make another disclaimer. We do not invest this way. We're having fun. We're making <laughs> predictions. Most predictions by the market analysts and strategists around Wall Street are wildly inaccurate. We believe ours will probably be wildly inaccurate. That's why we follow a disciplined investment philosophy that we we can share more with you later to show you how we extract returns out of the markets. This is just for fun. Bitcoin, Alex, it's at 40, uh, 40,000, give or take, 38. I think Bitcoin is 50,000. It was actually 29,228 back on January 1st. Yep. <clears throat> so you're, you're saying it's going to go up to 50,000? I say that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that would be a an increase of... Bitcoin. Just, just about 100. Just about That's 70% increase. No 70%. Question. Let's get I, I, it. Let's you know what's funny it. about this one? Yeah. I think it's going to drop 20% this year. <laughs> Son of a All right. We totally differ. This is perfect. All right. We got, we got about 30 seconds left. Let's go. All Tesla, right. you're up. Tesla, I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be down 10% year over year. Tesla. Hmm, what's going to happen with Tesla batteries? I say it's going to be up 11%. Oh, my gosh. And then I've got Apple up 10% year over year. I hope Apple's zero, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Uh, Apple, you say up 10. I say Apple's flat for the year. Flat. Okay. Hey, we oh. Get it. oh, boy. Uh, Lord help us all. Um, listen, hey, <laughs> we, this is the deal. We're having fun. This is a disclaimer. This is not our predictions uh, on what you should do with your money. This is not investment advice. We're having fun. We're making guesses about the market because you know what? When Wall Street strategists make predictions about the markets, it's a guess. They don't know. We don't know. How do we do this then? How do you have a successful investment experience? You do it by building a time-tested, data-driven investment philosophy. You rebalance the right way. You tax loss harvest the right way. 
and you get exposure to the markets where returns exist, you tilt towards factors that show uh, great, robust, persistent, pervasive, re repeatable returns in all markets, that's how you do it. We can show you how to do it at the Financial Detox team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. Check us out at financialdetox.com. Thanks for listening to the show today. We got to run. We'll catch you next week. To learn more about Financial Detox and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and resources, visit financialdetox.com. Call Jason and the team at Intelligence Driven Advisors. If you're ready for financial detox and a better tomorrow, call 877-707-8889. Get answers to your questions. That's 877-707-8889. That's financialdetox.com for podcasts and information. And if you like what you've heard, be sure to hit the subscribe button. That way, you'll be notified about upcoming podcasts. You'll take one more step toward financial peace of mind. This content is provided for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any types of securities. Mr. Labram and Intelligence Driven Advisors are not responsible for the consequences of any decisions or actions taken as a result of information provided in this program and do not warrant or guarantee the accuracy or completeness of the information provided. The information discussed today reflects the views of Mr. Labram and his guests as of the date of the show and are subject to change without notice. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Any forward-looking statements or forecasts are based on assumptions and actual results may vary from any such statements or forecasts. No reliance should be placed on any statements or forecasts when making an investment decision. Accordingly, listeners should not rely solely on information provided today in making any investment decisions. There is a risk of loss of investing in securities, including the risk of loss of principal. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will be profitable or suitable for particular investors, financial situation, or risk tolerance. Asset allocation and portfolio diversification cannot assure or guarantee better performance and cannot eliminate the risk of investment losses.